And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, and I say this with a little hesitancy, Christian Chaos Part 9. A tale of two cities, a tale of three kings, and a tale of four Jews. That's the ticker, and here we go, for Jewish Christians, four Jewish Christians, all from the same city in Detroit, Michigan, all living in the same neighborhood, two of which were and still are best friends, all saying yes to Jesus within 30 days of each other, all on fire for Jesus Christ. After that, we were known as the Four Musketeers. Now. We come to the part of the testimony that's the most intense and redeeming portion for all this stuff, and there was a lot of it, seeking the face of grace changes us. When we see that face, we often think there will be rainbows and skittles when we see the face of grace. At the very least, we anticipate a trumpet sound. After all, if God is going to show himself, we certainly expect to be overwhelmed. But we don't think of God shedding tears and sharing feelings. But he does. And he always has. In this last uh, or next installment, I share with Pastor Dave all the good and the bad that this Jewish believer has encountered in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I can feel the anger rising within me. Multiple years of frustration and two plus two, not equaling four, were catching up to me. Numbers don't lie, but people who use numbers do. So where is God through this process? After all, he promised never to leave me nor forsake me. And if there was a case to be made, I thought I could make it. Wow. I could not have been any more blind than I was. He was never far from me. Can you relate? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. Hold on, let me check you out. It's still working. Uh, David at he must increase.org. You can text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us during the show, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right. 
because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite. That's right. Talking to dynamite D. Now let's see if you guys have ever done this before. Talking to dynamite D is like hitting your first bullseye when you're playing a game of darts. Very rare. Very rare. And when you do, eh, that's your happy dance. <laughs> I could be a professional. No, you can't. You hit one out of 9,000. But anyway, the point is, when you talk to him, that's what it's like. Got it? That was pretty good. <laughs> that's not bad. Here's the bottom line. Maybe you've got a praise report. Maybe you've got a prayer request. We love that. If it's a prayer request, we join our faith. If it's a praise report, we share it. We all rejoice. We, we, we laugh with one another. We cry with one another. That's what the body of Christ does. You say, well, Dave, I've got a different kind of background than you. Well, I would hope so. I have a very different kind of background. Having been born and raised Jewish and going to private Hebrew school and then having a Baptist, Pentecostal, and charismatic ordination, uh, I would think you'd probably have a different background than me. <laughs> That's what I would go with. I'd go out on the ledge and say that. Being a manifold millennialist, I'd say you probably have a different point of view than I do. A person who operates in the DAP, dynamic application principle, I would think you would. And we love it. I am a companion to all them that fear you. That's what King David said. So let's be brothers. Let's be sisters. Let's pray with one another. Let's laugh with one another, cry with one another, support one another, strengthen one another, because when they start shooting Christians, nobody's going to care about denominations. Okay? Just as simple as can be. Got that? Okay. All right. Let's do our trivia question. Now, you can call in and you can talk about anything. You can ask anything. It's not a kvetch convention, you know, where you go, I don't like this, I don't like, there's plenty not to like, I get it, but for this hour, let's talk about, you know, the things that we can do to strengthen one another. Here's an interesting trivia question, and a hard one to boot. In the Old Testament, there were two people, and they had such a large number of flocks and herds and tents that the land could not support them both, so they had to separate which two people are we talking about? Which two people are we talking about that had so many flocks and herds and tents and so much land and they couldn't support them all? Oh, oh. And they had to be separated because there was just too much going on, too much territory, if you think you know. You can call in. By the way, I got to say, Joy, Ann, and Cordelia got the, the pow-pow on this. Ginny got the pow-pow on the last one. So very good. You guys are right there together, literally within two seconds of each other twice. If you think you know the answer to this question, so now think Genesis, Old Testament. They have so much territory, they got to separate. One of them ends up going to a very bad city, bad, 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 and ended up having bad kids, bad, bad, bad. Anyway, the number 972-445-0770, the text 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. You have that opportunity to do so. If nobody answers the trivia question, we'll give the answer at the end. I want to pick it up from where we left off on the last discussion of... Oh, well, somebody's calling in, so we'll give them a chance to answer first, and then we'll go into the Christian chaos. I do want to say something about Christian chaos. This is not an indictment on the church. I would never indict the church of God. That's God's bride. You don't do that, okay? There are bad churches. I agree. But there's phenomenal churches. 
excellent churches, and insulting the bride is not a brilliant idea in front of the bridegroom, right? So be careful. All right, somebody's ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, can you hear me? This is Andy. Yes, I can hear you. How are you? Oh, good, good. I have the answer. Uh, Abraham and Lot. That is correct, Amundo. Excellent job. <laughs> excellent, excellent job. That's a tough one because it was a two-parter, and normally on our first trivia question on that the second 60 minutes, we just make it really easy. That's a tough one. Did you know that right away? Did you just know oh, that's got to be Abe and Lot? So do I win double the money? You win, du- <laughs> you win double the money we always give. Hold out your ha- hold out your hand. Here it comes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Excellent job. Very very good. Great job, brother. Excellent work. All right. Great show. Thanks, David. I appreciate you. God bless you. God bless you. Bye. <laughs> Double the money. That just reminds me, I just got to say this. And I, and, I, and I would normally not do this, but I'm just doing this because it's funny. So back in the day when I was in San Diego, uh, Noah was the person who was the producer. And I was telling about the gifts we were going to give away. And so I said, and this is really, this really happened. I don't know if I told you the story or not. So I said, all right, we're going to give away this invisible hockey puck that I have right here on my desk. And he got up from behind the board to see it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Like, dude, it's an invisible, invisible. hockey puck. <laughs> it's the best you're going to get right there. All right, let's go back. All right, now, we we do tend to enjoy ourselves a tad, don't we? We do. And okay. the, the ding-dings are our money, Dave. Yeah, that's right. That's our, that is our money. <laughs> you're not kidding. <laughs> All right, so picking it back up, if you've not heard this story, this is the ninth installment so this is the ninth hour that we're talking about this situation that I went through. And the truth of the matter is I went through a very, very, very painful church experience. I've had many people say, man, I can't believe you're still a Christian. But here's the thing. The thing about understanding painful experiences and the process of going through difficulties is understanding that people are not the same as God. And to put people and God on the same plane means you do not understand what a Savior is. Okay, I'm just putting it out there just that way. So when I met uh, with Pastor Dave at Abundant Life Church in Dillon, in Silverthorne, Colorado, was it Dillon, Colorado, when I'm meeting with him and talking to him, I, I start sharing with him, and what we left off with last time, what, which what I told you, was I shared with him how hurt I was. So if you can just kind of in a capsule, here's a Jewish guy. I go to private Hebrew school. I, uh, I'm, my mom and dad are very wealthy. And so when we say very wealthy, my family, my dad offered me in 1979, 1980, about $30 million of a company, which now would be worth about $268 million. So it gives you a serious, you know, that's some serious money. And uh, I was like, no, that's not what the Lord wants. I just know. And he was so dumbfounded. He was just like, <laughs> it's just like, uh, I thought he was going to have a heart attack right there. So anyway, so we go through this. And I say that. Let me just explain something. He's like, oh, wow, that's really spiritual. No, no, no. That was spiritual because I was young and single. It had, had I been married with children, that might have been a lot different. 
I'm just telling you right now. And somebody even said to me, it's good that God gives you a trial at the right time, isn't it? It's like, you bet. (laughs) That's for sure. You know, because when you're young and, you know, he's like, I'll I'll try anything. I'll do anything. So I I come from that place. I then get involved. Before I become a Christian, I get involved in drugs. I don't just get involved in drugs. I get involved in drugs. I was getting high six, seven, eight, 12, 15 times a day. I had a bong on my table that was so nice. My mom didn't even make me put it away because it was such a nice piece. It was that fancy. I'd have people drive by my house and front me drugs because of where I lived. Okay? I'm not glorifying that. I'm trying to tell you where it came from. When it all came together and I said yes to Jesus, when I first said yes, I was like, whatever. Sure, that sounds great. I'm Jewish. Why not? I might as well have both ends covered. I'm Jewish and now I'm Christian. And little did I know that when I made that call and that decision that God would take me up on it. And then force me to deal with it. I mean, nobody forewarned me. Well, God was going to hear your prayer and respond. Hello. So after going through that and going through a little bit of growth with my brother and his best friend, his best friend's uncle, the four of us, and that's just a weird story, but there was four of us, the four Jews from Detroit, all who got saved within 30 days of each other in Phoenix, Arizona, living all in Southfield, Michigan, years and years earlier, all coming out now living together, or in in connection. And then we get involved in this church, and the church turned out to be Looney Tune City, kind of like a soft uh, Waco church scenario. Okay? That's a nice way to put it. Not as intense, but but there's some bizarre stuff that, that took place. And going through all that and then being threatened with death and then having my personal counseling sessions be part of the sermon. So with the things that I shared in confidence being preached about me on the pulpit, right? That's probably not the best way to endure somebody into the faith. I shared, I started just sharing all this stuff with Pastor Dave. He gave me permission. So I, and I hadn't unloaded I kind of feel sorry for him now, but then that was the Lord. That was the Holy Spirit. And I just unloaded. And I told him how I felt about how the church had treated me, how God had let me down, how frustrated I was, how angry I was at that any of that happened. I didn't care, nor do I care now about the money. I cared that what I put my faith in, that, that it felt like it, the, the value was supposed to be there. And I didn't want to get ripped off. I wanted the kingdom of God. I wanted eternity. I wanted to spend time with God. I wanted to live forever. I wanted to dance on streets of gold. And I'm feeling like I got gypped. So I just tell him. <laughs> and I do tell I tell him just, just I, I cannot share with you in this session how much I unloaded on this guy. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't against him. I was just sharing the story. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you what he did, which changed my world. Isn't that weird? How can it change your world? Hmm. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ 
and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? What the issue is, is this guy hears the gospel from Philip, and in that presentation of the gospel is baptism. That is not, not negotiable in the sense that there's no way you can remove that. And he responds by saying, I want to be part of this family. I want to be connected to this. I hear the good news. I want the grace and the mercy. I want to do whatever it takes to show my response, not just to you, Philip, but to the entire world. I'm a Christian. And that's what baptism does. And while I think it's dangerous to say, if you're not, you can never get in, because I don't believe that's correct. I also think it's dangerous to say, nobody needs to do it. That's incorrect, too. Your baptism is an open proclamation of an inward work. Don't you ever forget, the Lord requires that. If you've never been baptized, get baptized. Don't, don't, oh, we got to do it right this way. Arrange to get baptized. That's it. If you've never done it, you should do it. Because it's a declaration of your faith. That's the response to the gospel. You're saying by identifying going down and up in baptism, the end of you, the beginning of him in you. Okay. That just seems like a doesn't even seem like that's complex. I think everybody should just go, yeah, okay, got it. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. So you guys need to listen because here's the trivia question. So you need to listen. 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 See, when people talk quieter, you strain more to hear. Listen. True or false, in the parable of the prodigal son, it was the older son who squandered his wealth in a distant country. True or false? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email 
david at he must increase.org. So we do have people responding all over the place, and somebody is calling in, so we're going to give them the chance. And because of that, I'm not going to tell my joke right away. <laughs> oh, but I'm going to tell my joke. I'm just telling you, you've been warned. Uh, somebody is ready, so let's send them on through on the trivia question. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing okay, Gary. How are you doing today? Okay, I guess. Well, I'm going to pray for you because I haven't had a chance to pray for you for a little bit. But before we get there, here you go. I just know you know this, so I have very little doubt in my brain here. <laughs> True or false? In the parable of the prodigal son, it was the older son who squandered his wealth in a distant country. That's false. You are correct, sir! The younger son. It is the younger son. And uh, I, one of the things I love about this story, and I'm going to teach you again, but, you know, I think some people miss it. Remember, and I, I just want to bring this up. Remember at the end of the story, the older son gets mad because yeah. the father butchers the, the fatted calf. Remember that? Yeah. Well, that yeah. was That was his money. That was the cat kid's money. And that father was sacrificing that, and he's like, wait a second. It's like, I think that's part of why the guy got mad. It's like, that that's part of my inheritance. What are you doing? So that's just something that always dawned on me. Hey, let me, let me pray for you. I just want to pray for your health, okay? Okay. You got it. Father, we come before you right now, lift up our precious brother Gary, and we ask that you would just bless and encourage him. We are not going to stop praying. We're just going to keep praying petitioning you in the name of Jesus, that you would bring healing into Gary's life, wherever that needs to be, whatever that is, that you would reach in by the power of your Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and you would bring healing into his life. We pray this in the name of Jesus, believing that testimonies are awesome things to share and that Gary will have one. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. And I've been praying for all of you. I prayed for all of you Sunday, and I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you. Okay, and thank you. God bless. God bless you. Take care. All right, great job. All right? Okay. All right. I got to tell my joke. I didn't tell a joke for the last two days. I got to tell this joke. Are you ready for this joke? It's one joke. Okay, but you got to listen. Everybody has to listen. Everybody's listening. Listen. All right. It's funny if you follow it. A preacher forgot his notes for the sermon he was going to deliver. In the midst of the sermon, he got a few things twisted when he said that the Lord took five or four thousand barley loaves and six thousand fishes and fed twenty-four people and had plenty left over. Someone in the congregation called out, anybody could do that. Could you, asked the minister. Certainly I could. After the service, when the minister complained about the heckler's conduct, he was told of his error by the deacon. Well, next week I will not forget my notes, and I'll fix that character. The next week the minister stepped forward confidently and began his sermon. In the course of it, he brought up again the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. He told how the five loaves and the two fishes fed as many as 24,000 people. And he pointed to the heckler from the previous Sunday and said, Could you do that? I sure could, said the heckler. And just how would you do that, asked the minister, with the loaves and the fishes left over from last Sunday. That is great. It's a great sound.
was a great sound, D. You like that one. That was hilarious. I just think that's a good joke, too. So if you guys didn't get that joke, I can't help you. All right, so let's go back to this. I'm going to go a little bit long on this one on purpose, just warning D so he knows what's going on. So here I am. I'm sharing all of these things with uh, Pastor Dave in uh, in uh, Dillon, Colorado at Abundant Life Church, and I'm just sharing. I'm pouring out. I'm dumping. You know, I'm just giving it all, and uh, uh, I, and I'm not a happy guy. I'm kind of angry. I think most people can understand that. And I'm sharing some of that pain, and I'm sharing some of that grief. All right? So, bleh. you know, you ever do that? You talk to somebody, you're sharing, and you're just like, bleh. Here's all, here's all of it. Bleh. And it's all related to Jesus. It's all related to being a Christian. It's all related to coming from a Jewish background. It's related from being uh, free from drugs. It's related to all this stuff. All right? And then Pastor Dave looks at me. Right? Okay, got it. And he starts to cry. And I'm just like, what's going on here? And he's crying, right? And I'm like, what's going on? Why is he crying? Now let's let's recognize something, okay? I'm getting angry. <laughs> listen, listen to what I'm telling you. I've told my story. I'm sharing it. I've dumped. I've poured it out. I'm telling this guy he's crying. And I'm sitting there thinking, then what am I thinking? I'm thinking, this is my story. Why are you crying? Right? That's what you, that's, uh, this is my story. Why are you crying? Right? And he's crying. Sobbing, actually. Listen to these three verses. John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. Did he weep for Lazarus? Why? Lazarus was getting up in five minutes. But for the pain that was all around him. Judges 10.16. The Israelites put aside their foreign gods and served the Lord, and he was grieved by their misery. That's Judges 10.16. Isaiah 63.9. In all their distress, he too was distressed. So, in Isaiah 63, 9, in Judges 10, 16, and in John eleven thirty five, 35, in case you're wondering if it's Old Testament, New Testament stuff, the Lord God Almighty is demonstrating his heart for his kids when they're going through what they're going through. And he's crying... Pastor Dave's crying after I've told my story and I'm getting mad. And he looks up at me and, you know, I'm kind of, I got to I'm a little flabbergasted because I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to read the room. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And he says, this is how the Lord feels for you. 
this is how God feels for you. The first thing is, he says that, right? What do I got to do? I got to verify that in Scripture. I don't, I'm, I'm, it doesn't matter. I mean, God knows what he's doing, right? Okay, well, John eleven thirty five, Jesus wept. Okay. Isaiah 63, 9, in their distress, he too was distressed. Okay, I got that then. Uh, and uh, Judges 10, 16, and he could bear Israel's misery no longer. In the, the, the New Living Translation, he was grieved by their misery. Okay, that is scriptural. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. Old and New Testament. Wait a second. You're telling me that God is crying for me because of what I'm going through, because of how hurt I am and how much pain I'm in and how much wound I'm going through, that he is crying for me. He is bawling for me when I'm the one that's going through it and he's crying. And then the bell rings. In my brain. And for the first time in, well, I don't know, one, two, three, three and a half years, I start to remember and I start to get it. And when we come back, I'm going to share with you the illumination that the Lord brought through this experience. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You know, it's not just the audience that needs stuff. Sometimes the host needs a little bit of a, you know. Tell me the show's all about you. Well, this segment is. (laughs) I'm talking about the show. But I would say this segment, and it actually has a title for the DDD. It's called Joke Time. Is Christian humor... Allowed in teaching. We've actually had complaints. You know, oh, you can't teach the gospel and use humor. That's why Jesus called uh, James and John the sons of thunder because it wasn't a humorous quip. You're right. Uh, Pretty bad exegetical process, but let's look at it. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. Proverbs 17, 22. A joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart is good medicine. You've heard that before. That's not new. You know that's the case. But what happens is people take these unique interpretations in Scripture, and they think that it applies to all processes. So somebody actually said to a member at our station, you can't use levity in the gospel proclamation because Paul says you can't do it in 2 Corinthians. And then it's like, Eh, wrong answer. This is why we do the thing called read. That's always fun. And Second uh, Corinthians chapter one verse seven says this. In case you were trying to figure out where did that word levity come from, it's only in one translation. It's actually never used in any other capacity. But here is what he was talking about. Was I fickle when I intended to do this? Or when I made my plans, did I make so in a worldly manner? In the same breath as to say yes, yes, and no, no. The only time that the potential word levity is used is when Paul is talking about meeting with the Corinthians. And the one interpretation you could use is, was I using lightness? It's not really the word for levity, just in case you're wondering. But was I used, did I use lightness when I made my plans with you? In other words, was I kidding around when I made plans to come see you? No. That's what Paul said. Not, you can never use humor. So whoever kind of swapped those two together, really, 
really needs really needs to like relax. I think that would be the key. And then for those that are just curious, you know, when the gospel talks about, this is kind of one of those classic things, when the gospel talks about making declaration and the foolishness of preaching, the word is moria, moria, from which we get the word silliness. So Paul's like, yeah, preaching the gospel for the Greek people and for the Jewish people in large, it's kind of like a silliness thing. Yeah, that's what he said. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Well, we're still getting ready to offer up our next trivia question. This should be pretty easy, but I'm still going to throw it out there before you. Which Old Testament book says that riches and pleasures are meaningless? Is it Proverbs or Ecclesiastes? Boy, that's a pretty good one because it's kind of like straightforward. Uh, Which Old Testament book says that that riches and pleasures are meaningless? Is it Proverbs or Ecclesiastes, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must org. We'll send you up to the website as we often do at this particular time. Don't forget there are praise reports. If you want to share a praise report, you can just fill it out and I'll share it for you. That's how powerful praise reports are. You can do that right on the website. Plus, uh, on the website is a place to give, and we encourage that. We just don't want to manipulate for it, but we want you to be aware it's there. If you can give, great. If you can't, no worries. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> it's just, it's too short. It's too short. Yeah, pretty short. I mean, that is just so short. Okay. Uh, all right. Here's what I'm going to say. Last year, was it last year, They had, we had that ice storm. So I, I didn't know if that was going to happen this year. Uh, and I was going to drive down uh, to the studio, and that didn't work out because I went outside the neighborhood and my car slid about 30 feet and thought, okay, that's a bad idea. So then I come back in to put my car in the garage, and just as I get out of my car, I my feet went out from underneath me, and I fell on my butt, right? Wow. That's that sound. <laughs> Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so thankful. I I will tell you. I've told you guys in the audience, but I am so thankful nobody saw it. Yeah. (laughs) I can imagine it. Yeah. I mean, the angels are sitting there probably going, look at Dave. But uh, that's besides the point. Okay. Uh, Trivia question. That's right. That's our life. Get over it. Which Old Testament book says that riches and pleasures are meaningless? Is it Ecclesiastes or is it Proverbs? If you think you know, reach out to us, 972-445-0770-214-210-8483 or send an email to david at he must increase.org. In the meantime, we will do our history.
right. Today is opposite day, but I think I'm going to do the opposite of that. Now, what is that? I don't, you know, it's like opposite. You know, people come up with stuff. You just sit there and think, who invented it? Who said that? Who made that declaration? Pretty much. That's what I want to know. It's National Police Day. We support the police wholeheartedly. We think that their job is a lot harder than my job. True. (laughs) Very true. My job's not hard. It's Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. I happen Do you ever sit there and squeeze them and go? Yeah. Make a little popping noise. Yeah. That's just like. I remember the first time I did that. And then uh, National Florida Day, which, by the way, Florida and Texas are just killing it. We're just like everybody's coming here. So if you move here from another state, you are welcome here. If you came here from California like I did, do not bring California values. Thank you. Okay. True. Just that simple. All right? All right. Uh, let's see. On 1881 on this day, Thomas Edison and Alexander Graham Bell form the Oriental Telephone Company. People don't know that that was the, wow. actually the first one. Uh, 1890, Nellie Bly completed her round-the-world journey in 72 days. Impressive. Uh, and then 1925, this is kind of funny, robot. Okay, robot. The word robot is introduced into science fiction lexicons by the premiere of the Czechoslovakian play R.U.R., Rossum's Universal Robots. The play begins in a factory that makes robots for synthetic organic material. Uh, while happy to work for humans at first, the robot rebellion leads to the extinction of the human race. This is in 1925, so all 55,000 of the movies that ripped this off should pay some kind of price. Very interesting. <laughs> That's right. That's how far back it goes. It's like 98 years ago they were pulling this. And, oh, we invented this. No, you didn't. Wow. <laughs> no, no. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. All right. Uh, one more time on the trip, and then we'll go for this. Uh, what Old Testament book says riches and pleasures are meaningless? Is it Proverbs or Ecclesiastes? 972-445-0770. Or you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Back to the story, Christian Chaos Part 9. We are at this critical junction. So as you heard me say earlier, I was sharing the pain with Pastor Dave and all the stuff that I went through. Pretty frustrating for for me to kind of go through. It's very difficult to live three and a half years and 30 minutes. Okay, it's that's just a hard thing to do. So I dump on them. I give them all this stuff, blah, blah, and just tell them, you know, how I'm thinking, getting madder, getting madder. Then he starts crying, and then I get madder because that's not helping me because he's not supposed to cry because it's my story, not his story, and uh, that's the level of my maturity. And then he looks up at me and says, this is how the Lord feels for you, Okay. This is how the Lord feels for you. Then you look at John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. You look at Isaiah sixty three nine. In their distress, he too was distressed. You look at Judges chapter ten verse sixteen, and he was grieved by their misery. And a bell goes off. Now, let me tell you what the differences are. These are little theological things. Okay, Revelation is finding something that was never known. Illumination is a light bulb to something that was known that you didn't get. You understand that difference? Well, I've got illumination going off 
all over the place in my brain as the Holy Spirit begins to open up my blind, blind eyes. The first most dramatic truth that is so hard for people to function in. Me too, by the way. It's not I'm not excluding myself is as good as the church can be and as bad as the church can be, it is not a perfect representation of God. And that's the problem. Because in my mind, the church equaled God in the sense that it's the reflection. In my immaturity, God's perfection was reduced to what people do in his name. There are great churches. In fact, uh, some of the churches that helped bring me back, uh, Tom Stipe's church in in, uh, Colorado, that vineyard church is just an amazing church. Tom Stipe passed on since then, but amazing redemption. They spend their most of their ministry helping people come back. Phenomenal. Never asked for anything. Put us up. Just took care of us, okay? But then there's other churches like the one I came out of that are just disasters. They're horrible. And you think of them. People will use the extremes like Jim Jones and David Koresh and things like that. I get it. I get it, okay? But... Let's just be honest. There's just a lot of bad churches because there's people in churches. But God is better than people. I I don't care. I just want to say this so nice. I know people say, well, your, your message will never be better than the life you lived. That's the stupidest thing in the world, and the Apostle Paul says that's not correct in Philippians chapter 1, where he says some people preach Christ out of envy and strife, some out of goodwill. He said, I don't care as long as Christ is preached. Just It's just so silly, some of these things that people come up with, okay? And I don't care how great of a saint they were. It doesn't mean a thing. What means something is that God is at a whole nother level and people. This is what happens when sinful man functions as sinful man. And then the big lesson. Well, that's not the big lesson. The big lesson was to come. It was what made me realize why I became a Christian. It's what made me stand afterwards and stand before. It was one—see, once I once I dawned on me, you know what? The church is not God. It's not a perfect representation. That enabled me to catch another truth, another illumination that was essential. And that illumination— that I caught that was essential more than almost anything else is this. My pain was shared by God. That, that was it.
my pain, my hurt, my frustration, my anger, my disappointment, my wound was shared by God. And that is how much he loves me, that he shares my grief. Heavy, huh? That's some heavy stuff. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back, and I'll finish up. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon Experience? Jesus' longest sermon that's recorded is Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, which takes about 25 to 30 minutes long. It takes about 30 minutes to read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So here's a lesson for pastors and preachers everywhere. Jesus said everything he wanted to say on the Sermon on the Mount in 30 minutes. Paul took 12 hours. God didn't record a single word. The David Spoon Experience on 770 KAAM. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're on the phone. We have Joy Ann, who's going to answer our trivia question. Uh, let's send her on through. 
Knock, knock. This is David. Is this Joanne? Yes. Hi, Dr. David. Quick answer. Ecclesiastes. That is correct, Amundo. You are right. As a, as a pretty good one. Proverbs or Ecclesiastes is like, no, no, that's more depressing. That's an Ecclesiastes yeah. one. <laughs> that somber tone of Solomon. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, I'm loving the testimony, and amen, your pain was shared by the Lord. I, I, I just, I know a lot of people are touched by that. Um, just a quick thing, my husband's birthday is today. And um, I I pray, like Ezekiel 11, 19, and 20, that, Lord, that you re- would remove from Stan's heart a, a heart of stone and give him a heart of flesh, that he will follow your decrees and be careful to keep your laws. And uh, my, my prayer for Stan, he is such a bright man, incredibly funny and witty, and just, um, I just... I love so many things about him, but something maybe a little like what you experienced, disillusionment with the church. He went to church every Sunday as a child, but I never got the story of what disillusioned him. So this is my prayer, and if the audience would just pray along these lines, that first of all, you know, that the Lord would soften and tenderize his heart, and that um, a, a godly man man or men would come speak truth to him. I, I don't think that's ever happened. And then that, that he would learn to cry. I think tears are such a gift, and I have never in these uh, 40 years that I've known him, seen him shed a tear, not even over a favorite pet or a loved one. So wouldn't that be wonderful <laughs> to see the Lord do that for him? Well, let's pray. Let's do it. Let's bring it before the Thank Lord right now. Let's do Thank it. Thank you. Father, we come before you right now, and you know every everything that I went through, Lord. I mean, you know all of those points, all of those elements, everything that, that drove me crazy and everything that I just was so thankful for. And so we're praying that by your power, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that Stan can be touched, that his heart, instead of being hard like a rock, could be flesh, and when it's touched— it bleeds, and that there's this softening that takes place. Lord, send him angels, be they men or whatever. Send him a message and messengers that speak to him of the truth, of the necessary crying out that he is longing to do and doesn't even realize it. Give him the revelation, the illumination, that his tears are a great gateway to find out the truth. Open up his eyes, open up his heart, open up his responses to you and have mercy on his soul and speak the truth right into him. We pray he would receive it and not reject it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And amen, and to God be all the glory. And we pray that for others in the families that are listening. Well, we love you. Carry on. I'm loving the testimony. Thank you, David. You're welcome. Wonderful. Blessings. Bye-bye. All right, so, and that's what we should be praying for everybody who's kind of going through that kind of thing. So if you got somebody that's, you know, hurt and been wounded or so on and so forth, that's that's a big thing in this. Understanding that that pain is shared, I can just tell you right now, it makes a huge difference. When people pass, when you go and sit with the person, it's not the wise words that you share. 
It's that you're there sharing the moment. That's just practical advice. There's nothing brilliant about that. Sometimes just being there and helping bear the grief and helping bear the heaviness. So in closing on this, because, you know, there's, you know, this is this is the first five years of my Christianity. I've been a Christian for 45 years. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> let me just say that. So, but in this story, let me say this. What happened to me was what happened in this moment that I spent with Pastor Dave is the same thing that happened to the prodigal son. At some point, you realize... You, you, it's like it dawns on you. Like some something pulls away the scales from your eyes, and you see. Like, oh, wait, oh, wait. And you get it. And so for me, when this happened, when Dave, Pastor Dave started crying, when he said that, and when the Holy Spirit kind of made it clear to me, and my, you know, not only is the church not perfect, but that my pain was shared, it's like I, I came to my senses. And that's one of the translations, by the way, in the story on the prodigal son, is he comes to his senses. And it's just like the power that God shares my pain made me realize this. This is going to sound so bizarre. Everything was, is, and will be worth it because God is with me. Everything that has been, everything that is, and everything that will be, it's worth it because God shares my pain. He journeys with me. And here's the greatest, greatest line. I am not alone. Isn't that what Jesus said? I am not alone. So in summation, like you look at this and you go, okay, well, then, you know, what you know, What happens from there is just lights out. I mean, see, it gets even crazier as we go down the road. And we'll do it. I'm going to probably take a two-week break from this and then come back to the Christian cast, but Here's the thing that, that, that brings it to the end, right? Here's like the, the thing that changes. It's almost like you can almost say it's being born again, again, kind of, you know, not really, not spiritually or theologically, but practically, sure. Here's the thing that dawned on me after I realized that the church isn't perfect. The church is not God. God is God. And that's a big difference. And that my pain was shared and that, you know, he's with me. He's with me in this. Then I understood more, not fully, but just more. This. Ready? God has never failed me. Ever. Sure, people fail. Sure, churches fail. Governments, you can be sure, fail. Relationships fail. God never fails.
He has never failed you. He has never failed me. Oh, I get that we don't get it. But this was the beginning of a better understanding of who God is. This is the beginning of drawing closer. This is the beginning of pushing in. This is the beginning of connecting at a deeper level. This is getting closer. It's not the where the great ones were, but it's getting closer. God has never failed me. And to that same point, right to you, right to your heart, I would say to you, God has never failed you, ever. Got it? All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.